TJ, week 15 of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. It feels like just yesterday you and I were sitting down trying to make Super Bowl picks and MVP and MVP odds and rookie of the year and all of that. Tell you what, Mac Jones, a plus a thousand that I got early to start the year is looking pretty, pretty good right now. Better than our bets and better than the weather in uh, Southern California right now. But how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. I remember you saying that. You got Mac Jones at great odds and offensive rookie of the year. He has literally no competition at all, to be honest with you. I mean, who's his, who is his competition? Jamar Chase was hanging in there tough and tight for a little bit. But uh, you know, as the Bengals have been sometimey, so it's just that production. Hey, if but, Justin Jefferson didn't win it last year, Jamar Chase not winning it this year. You did. You did say that week four. I remember Sal told me to ask you, and I was. He said, "Don't waste your money." But we want to talk about a waste of money. I bet on the Cleveland Browns just last week. The Cleveland Browns, silly me, thinking that. Martin, was no, that's week. not silly you because let's be honest, mm-hmm. they should have covered that game. That was epic. The way they, when you don't cover, I just really want you to lose. Now, when you're up. By the way, up the amount of points they were up with so little time left. Are you kidding me? Browns win, but don't cover 24 to 22. And I mean, honestly, you're right. Because as the game was winding down, I was like, no, Justin Tucker deserves a game winning field goal for the way that the Browns have mismanaged this game. Silly me thinking that a team that, oh, I don't know, fresh off a bye. And it's not like they didn't, like, fresh off a bye, fresh off the team, they just, like, you know, you would think they should be able to handle them. And a team with 10 players on injured reserve and players just getting hurt left, right, and center uh, for the Lamar goes out early. Oh, and speaking of, you know, only former MVP Lamar Jackson has been up and down this year, or at least the last month. But still, TJ, there's only been, there's only been a handful of former MVPs in the league right now, right? There's only a couple guys that are in that club. Lamar Jackson is one of them. Browns win, but don't cover. Baker Mayfield, I'm done with Baker Mayfield. I've been done with Baker Mayfield, but this is just officially done with Baker Mayfield, especially because, as we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit, Odell Beckham is still an NFL wide receiver. I can't stand the, uh, the logic. Oh, Baker's, Baker was a, you know, Baker made him bad or something. Mark, he made I'm Baker bad. Or, all of it. All of it makes me upset. This is what I hate. I've been saying this. I've been saying this, and then you watch TV today. Now, everybody is like, oh, Odell can play. Yeah, you big dumb. It's really crazy how these people don't know what they're talking about. But when a guy starts playing well, oh, yeah, we knew he still had it in him. Bro, I've been saying this. I've been saying this. Odell can play. Baker didn't get him the ball. It is what it is. Baker, you got to sink or swim. And you're not sinking, but you're not swimming. I guess you're treading water. So speaking of Odell Beckham and speaking of people who don't know what they're talking about, we can go ahead and continue to wrap on my own, my one in three week. TJ, you're pounding your chest, but your uh, your two and two wasn't much better, pal. Okay. All right. But anyway, the Los Angeles Rams at the Cardinals. Cardinals were three point favorites when we recorded. They ended up being one point favorites by kickoff. Favorites killed this week. I think 11 and three and one overall. Uh, just across the board, the Rams were one of the underdogs to win 30 to 23. TJ, you were on the Rams. Congratulations. I'll say this Odell Beckham, anytime touchdown, feels like a great bet for the rest of the year. Man, they, 
they're using him. And it's not over usage. It's, I mean, it's still the nope. Cooper Cup show. It's still the Cooper Cup show. They're, he's just making timely plays. And when the ball's thrown his way, he's making the play. I mean, Van Jefferson got off. He got a big touchdown. But it's the Cooper Cup show. And whoever can get in will allow you in also. But Odell is making the plays. And I, I would assume he's going to get more opportunity. Normally, when you make the plays that come your way, early on and it's early on for Odell you will get more opportunity we will see him get more opportunity moving forward so I I thought you know Dave Damashek you know as you know Steelers fan and and you're one of the people I'm sure bugs you about a terrible towel every time you see him he asked us when 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 Odell signed with the Rams who's going to score more touchdowns this year Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry I believe now it's OBJ I believe now it's Odell three to one I did say Odell but Real quickly, about this Rams team, Jalen Ramsey was out. They just recently, as I saw come across my screen just a second ago, are now in, in COVID protocols or on Zoom meetings again. However, this was a win against the top of the NFC, the class of the NFC. Uh, uh, is this is this the good Rams or is the bad Cardinals? No, like, listen, just because the Cardinals lost a game doesn't make them bad. This, this is where I believe the Cardinals went wrong. You know, I'm, I'm not a coach. Um, I just operate as one after the games and during the game. Mm-hmm. You cannot single-handedly let Aaron Donald wreck your game. Like, you got to put two guys on him. And you, you got to say Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and whomever else, Gaines and Sebastian. De- you guys got to beat us. You cannot right. let Aaron Donald single-handedly beat you. And that's what he did. And, and so moving forward guarantee they'll have two guys on Aaron Donald every team that plays him because he single-handedly defensively up front he he shut the Cardinals down and and with that being said they still got that onside kick they still had a chance to send it to overtime and Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald stepped up when he needed to hey real quick what do you make of what three onside kicks recovered this weekend after four none four four onside kicks recovered this weekend after none in the first 13 14 weeks of the season martin i don't know what is going on i know when i when i played and because i was a a punt returner i had to go to special teams meetings i don't know what these special teams coaches are doing today we were always taught and i was always the guy when we did hands team if we thought they were going to kick it to a certain side, they wanted me on that side because they wanted right. me to recover the onside kick. And I was always told if that ball is bouncing and you're not sure if you can recover it or catch it, bat it out of bounds. What are these guys being told in meetings? Bat the bat the ball like the Packers. Bat the ball out of bounds. Why are you trying to catch a ball up here, but your eyes are looking because you're afraid to get hit? Just knock it out of bounds, take the penalty, ball's yours. Right. They try to recover it. Uh, they don't, and the other team gets it. It's not good. It's not smart football. So, I'm, I don't know. My memory's not serving me correctly. There was a onside kick in both Dallas and at Washington and in Buffalo and Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Right. So, let's talk first about, you know what? Let's talk about the one I got wrong. Just get these three out the way so we can end it on a nice win for me. How about that? TJ, you picked the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll tell you this, you're right here right now. You told me in week two, you were like, I don't think that they should put Michael Parsons back at linebacker. 
I remember that. I was like, do you think he's going to be able to hold up? You were like, yes. And if and if I had just listened to you, what I would have did is I would have bet Michael Parsons defensive player of the year around week three or week four because you were so high on him. And I would have translated that into actual betting odds and realized it. Now odds are off the charts. Michael Parsons is in the top three of defensive player of the year. I'm telling you right now, now, I think he's the best player on the Cowboys. If he doesn't win defensive player, he's the best defensive player in the league right now because of his versatility. If he does not win defensive player of the year, it's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) because he's getting a ton of sacks, tackles for loss, tackles. Like he's, he's playing DN. Then he's back at backer. If you, if you notice they had Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory outside, they had Micah in the middle. He was blitzing. He was covering. He was dropped. Like, he was doing everything. He is, to me, he's the best player on the Cowboys team. I I agree with that. He's the best defensive player in the league right now. I don't care if he's a rookie. He's playing that well, and he deserves to get defensive player of the year. If he can give you two to three more sacks towards the end of the season, he's defensive player of the year and he's the rookie of the year and if he's not something's not right well i i know this i know that things were feeling okay not great okay for me and then micah parsons blows through the left side of the line puts taylor heineke on his ass strip fumble all of a sudden dorian armstrong is 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 returning into the uh to the end zone and i just and, and taylor heineke never looked the same and it's just well that's why he was Taylor Hunt. You know what I'm saying? It's just Kyle insane. Allen came in and balled out, though. He did his thing. He, he, he did. balled out. He, did. But, he uh, did play well, but not well enough to get the win. Not well enough, yeah. Not well enough to get the win. Not well enough to cover four. Not well enough to cover the six at the line. Eventually, we closed that. However, another Damashek mentioned, he said about week five, he was, he was never going to bet against Tom Brady. And it's been pretty profitable since because I bet on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You had misplaced faith in Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. The Tampa Bay Buffalo, they went in overtime, 33 to 27. There were some questionable calls, sure. But I think the overarching lesson is the Buffalo Bills may not be the most stout defensive team that we thought they were. And offensively in the second half, weren't there. Now, let's just say this. Okay, when they tied the game up. Damn, Odell caught COVID. I'm sorry, I just saw that. It just came across the thing. Everybody's getting COVID, bro. Everybody's catching COVID. When when I saw the game was tied, I said, oh, three and a half, I'm winning this. They're going to kick a field goal. I'm winning this. Mm -hmm. Dude takes it for a touchdown. Number one, why is Edmonds on a receiver? That's number one. Number two is this. The NFL needs to figure this out because these officials are sewage. They're hot garbage, Martin. There's And it's not just the Bucks and the Bills game. I watched the Bengals game. Von Bell makes a big play. The play is over. Guy from uh, the 49ers comes up to him. He points like this as he's running because the play's over. He gets an unsportsmanlike penalty, taunting, the 49ers score a touchdown two plays later. That was not a penalty. That's just instinct. You're just having fun. 
Okay, that's a bad call by the rest, which gave the Niners the game. And they know it. You go to the Bills in uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks game. Stefan Diggs got, not only did they pass and fear him at the end of regulation on that fourth down, they do him a fade route. He was being held. They didn't call it. I was, I was shocked. They didn't in call overtime, it. on that third down, he was being held. They didn't call it. And then the same overtime, Mike Evans grabs the DB and they call defensive pass. He pulls them in. They call defensive passing. I mean, yeah, defensive pass interference when it should have been offensive pass interference. And this is what I don't like. When the player gets fined for doing something, it's at the bottom of the ticker. So-and-so has been fined for an unsportsmanlike conduct. So-and-so has been fined for this. These garbage-ass referees are costing players jobs because, and coaches, when you start getting these penalties, you get benched. And then after the bench, you sit where I'm sitting. You go home. They need right. to figure this out because these garbage-ass refs is costing people the game. They did not call that game fair. Oh, yeah, we missed that call. That missed call cost somebody a game, and that's not cool. Well, in any event, Tom Brady. I could Brady not play today, Martin. If I was playing in today's game. Which, what would you do? I would get thrown out. I would have, if I was on Buffalo's team, I literally would run up on them refs and they would throw me out the game. I guarantee it. Aren't aren't a lot of these refs the same refs that they, that when you were playing? Yes. So then what happened? Well, I mean, what's the difference? The rules have changed. Martin, oh no, they know me. Like I would go off on them in. And you you just football's a passionate game, and it's not me being disrespectful. Well, somewhat. It's a passionate game. And so when things, you feel like it's not a fair game, whether you're right or wrong, it just comes out. And they understood that. Now you can't do that. It's a penalty. They would literally throw me out of every game. So I don't know what would, what would give, but I would get thrown out because I, I don't, officiating to me has gotten worse because it's so many different more so many more rules that they have to pay attention to they couldn't even do the rules that they had right now they got more that they got to pay attention to they got to figure this out man because i'm a fan of the game i love football and they're pissing me off and i'm just watching as a fan all right tj well hopefully the referees don't make you too mad this week but before we pick next week's games let's take a quick break To start the slate, TJ, we got a banger of a game. The AFC West is in contention. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are coming in the SoFi. Chargers are three-point dogs. TJ, I don't know about you. I know the Chiefs have been – I know the Chiefs have looked great the last four weeks. I think the Chiefs' defensive revival has left – is highly exaggerated even still. I'm taking the three points with the Chargers. Man, that's a. Uh, I'm looking and at it, it now. And what's I'm going saying. to be a in a barn burner of a game, an offensive explosion. No defense. Very little defense will be played here today. One, is Keenan Allen going to play? I would say possibly yes. Um, But I, I'm rolling with the Chiefs, man. And. They they've covered the last three weeks. 
And not only have they covered, they played well the last three weeks. They finally put the offense and the defense together in one game and played complimentary football. I believe they can keep this up. Defensively, they're not a liability. I'm concerned as the offense is going to be able to put the points up because the Chargers, who have been just okay defensively, are playing well as of late. And it kind of makes sense. You got a new head coach. Um, you're learning the system, Bosa in and out of the lineup. And so I just really, I, I believe the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. It's a three-point spread. Uh, Thursday night game. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Yeah, the thing that uh, Chris Jones, I, I don't know if you saw this, he's on the COVID list, so he probably will not be playing. I think he and Allen is coming off of the COVID list, so he will be playing. I see your Chris eyes. Jones, does that change your opinion? Let me double check this real quick before I, I miss mean, yeah. me honest. Don't, don't, let, don't let me yeah. don't, don't make me a liar. Don't make me a liar. Don't make me a liar. Let me see what FanDuel talking about. They should not be favored if he, he ain't playing. He can't play. Yeah, FanDuel, no Chris. Okay, yeah, Chris Jones is on the COVID list. Jerry Sneed is not practicing. And uh, actually, Rashawn Slater for the Chargers is also on the list. He's not going to play. Mm. Dude, these dudes need to just stay their ass in the house, man. That's what I would do. I wouldn't go anywhere. I would just stay in the house. You know, TJ, I, I don't begrudge that thought process. But the thing that is concerning to me, is I think I don't know if they're not staying in the house because they're getting, they're getting guys on the field and, <laughs> I think that's like, and other people. I, you might be right about that. They're going. I mean, think about all of these these rash of tests. When are they happening? The day that they come back to the facility after the game, right? The people they're, on the airplane, uh, just people within the stadium. No, I don't. I don't know. If, I think this may. I think that we really might just be seeing guys catching COVID in the course of living in the course of living the modern day NFL life. Yeah, you 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 might have a point with that. It, it is what you said. Games are yesterday. Games are Sunday. All of a sudden, everybody has COVID. Like, huh? Right. Like everybody. Yeah, all all of these people tested apparently. We if, if now, according now, we know the NFL has been the most stringent about their testing policies and, and COVID protocol. Hey, if he's vaccinated, he can test negative today and tomorrow and he can play. But well, I mean, I'm just saying if Aaron Rodgers can be immunized and then to do whatever the hell he was doing. We have evidence that the NFL may not have been the strictest police of this law, right? But we my mind would explode if if we did not have the knowledge, at least all of these unvaccinated players tested negative prior to the game, and those who were not tested were vaccinated, right? So these, we, we're assuming that these players are playing the games under the same circumstances under which you and I would go to dinner in South L in, in Los Angeles, right? And it's, it seems as if they are catching COVID under these same circumstances. So it's just giving me, you know, it's, I don't know. I, my New Year's Eve plans might be a sitting in the house these i'm not exactly sure in the house and watch it on tv like you're there right so one game i will be watching on tv is saturday kick tj we're at saturday nfl football the patriots and the colts you said a second ago you think the chiefs are the best team in the afc i think the patriots are probably the best competition to challenge that mantle 
right now as who is the best team in the AFC. The Colts, however, are two-point favorites at home. TJ, I tell you what, this one. These are two teams I love to bet on. So I don't I, I I'm confused over what I I mean, they both love to run the ball. I like that. They both like try to limit their quarterbacks a little bit, especially if they're not sure if they're gonna make mistakes. They both play tough defense. I think the Patriots do all those things a little bit better, though. So I'm gonna go with the Patriots to cover the two. Man, we're uh just like last week. I'm going with the Colts. Ooh. The Colts up front offensive line, I believe they're a little better than the Patriots. Running back Jonathan Taylor is better than what the Patriots have, although Stevenson and those guys from the Patriots do a good job. The skill guys, I think the Colts are a little bit better. I'm with you there. Like the wide receivers, I think so too. I just believe the Colts are just a little bit better. They're playing at home. It's going to be loud. I'm going to go with the Colts. It's a two and a half point spread. It's not many you're giving up. Uh, I just think the Colts are just a little bit better than everything the Patriots are good at. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me and the reason why I ended up with the Colts, because I, I, I mean, I think you got like the wide receivers with my, I mean, I think Michael Pittman Jr. is better than any receiver that the Patriots have right now. Like I, you know, um he got great training whoever trained Pittman you know I want to come out I want to come see you train some of these guys okay I want to see it I want to see it for myself I'm not saying that you're not doing what you need to be doing because I but I just I want to see I want to lay eyes on some of these guys maybe I want to have a wrong opinion about Josh Allen from watching him running around the bring, shorts and, and I, want you, too. I want you and I want you to bring your cleat so you, you can hop in just so you can see Bring, oh, no, hold on a second. I'm not going to embarrass myself, okay? I can. It's I know how to embarrassing run. yourself. It's trying to just see how you fare with guys that are actually doing it here. You just want to see how you can compete it, with them and how you compare to them. I will do it under the circumstances as we understand that this is very much like, like I know how to drive a car. <laughs> I'll go on a NASCAR track circuit, okay? But we're not expecting me to do anything good. No, no, no. I wouldn't say you're selling yourself short. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect you to do it like them. I wouldn't expect that because they didn't do it like them when they first got with me. And they'll all tell you that. So is so is that what you're telling me? Are you telling me that I have to train with you to then see uh, see Josh Allen and Zach no, Wilson no, no, and, and no, no, Michael no, no, Pittman no. Jr.? Is that what you're I'm telling saying me? It would be it would be good for you to just lace the cleats up and, and just you know see how see what them feet do. All right, you know what, TJ. I will come. If you tell me when and where, I will be there. I got you. We starting right. up with the rookies here in about three weeks. I, I will be there. I will. I, I am excited. I, I will rookies. be there and I am excited. The guy's heading into the draft. I got so you. Technically, I know. they are rookies. I know what you mean. I, I, I knew what you meant. I, this is the time of the year where you told me Chase Claypool will look out. I remember. Yeah, I got uh, Drake London, so I'll be working with him. Okay. I say that because I know you a recent grad of USC. So you right. Alumni. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Bet. And so while we're talking about that, let's move on to the team in which you plied your trade for the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are one and a half point favorites at mile high. 
Teacher, I don't give a damn. I understand. I can't quit the Bengals, man. I don't know what it is. I got tick- I got a, t- a ticket to, for them to win the AFC North. I still think they're the best team in the AFC North, even though what happened last week, even though Joe's hand, even though the offensive line is, 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 is suspect, they're going to beat the Broncos at home. I'm with you on that. And it just concerns me that the Bengals are in these games. They have a chance to win these games. And they just, they come close, they make it interesting, and they just fall short. That's happened a lot this year. Right. And, and there's steps and there's growing pains that you must take to get to where you want to go. I, I felt like they got hosed by the officials um, Sunday against the Niners, and, and I'm with you. Uh, and I'm Maybe I'm a sucker for the Bengals as well because I told myself after they, after that Niner game, I'm not going with them again, and I'm going to go with them one more time. They're better than the Broncos. The defense for the Bengals uh, really played good football in the second half of that game, and playing in Denver is not easy. It's loud. It's going to be cold. It's the thin air, and so that's going to be a challenge for them. They, haven't, they didn't run the ball effectively against the Niners. Vic Fangio is a really good defensive coordinator, but I don't know if he has the horses to slow the Bengals down. And, and so I'm going to go with my Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm going to give up or I'm going to get a point and a half, and I don't yep. even believe that point and a half is going to matter. Uh, but I'm, I'm rolling with the Bengals. All right, so finally, finally, you find some agreement. TJ, congratulations. You finally got to pick right for next week. Uh, the Falcons and the 49ers. Oh, that's the easy. Fo- is it easy? 49ers laying nine? Yeah. What is it? How easy is it? They're, they're going to pound them on the ground. This is going to be a short game. The Falcons want to run it. The Niners want to run it. I, I, I just... The 49ers actually have an opportunity, very slim outside chance of making the playoffs, that it, it means more to them. They're playing at home. This, this game, you can't lose the teams you're supposed to beat. And, and so they're going to win, but they're going to be so fired up that I believe this eight and a half, they, they're going to cover that with no problem. The Falcons, all they do is throw it to uh, Kyle Pitts. Since Calvin Ridley took his leave of absence to deal with his mental health issues, they don't throw to anybody but Pitts. And yeah. so the Niners are going to see that. They're going to stop that. I'm rolling with uh, the San Francisco Niners. Easy. Giving up well, eight and a half. Well, big dog, you can go ahead and give up that eight and a half, and I will take it with the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to tell you this here right now. Kyle Shanahan is one of the most overrated and underrated coaches at the same time. Every time, look, 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 look. he's underrated in the fact that you're right. They're going to be able to run the ball. He schemes up his players and puts his players in positions to succeed. Doesn't matter who they got. Raheem Mostert, sure. Elijah Mitchell, sure. Why not Debo Samuel? You name it. George Kittle, like he, he puts his players in a position. He's gotten Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. Right, managing him like and the, the, Jimmy Garoppolo's no great shakes, right? Is he terrible? No, but is he great? Not quite. However, Kyle Shanahan at home as a favorite. I'm sorry, just at home 12, 22, and one against the spread as a favorite, 
14, 23, and one against the spread. Wow. That, well, hopefully we can get one of those 14. <laughs> that, that right there is not very good. Hey, I mean, you know what? The 49ers are going to win this don't, game. Don't bet the team, bet the number. Exactly. I think the 49ers are going <sighs> to win this game. I think they have a very good chance of winning this game, especially. Debo Samuel, I know he had a he had a, a, a some type of muscle soft tissue injury going into last week. I think he played and seemed to be fine. So if he, if he can go, you know, as long as they have the pieces, they'll win. But are they going to cover nine points? I can't imagine this you know forty nine ers team. They'll probably be up by thirteen, and the Falcons mm-hmm. will score a late touchdown. So that's what I'm taking the Falcons and then I'm taking I'm the Falcons with the Niners. and the nine. TJ's taking the Niners and laying nine. Jeez, Louise, that's so many points for the 49ers. All right. Anyway, just just so just just to put it in perspective, uh, two weeks ago, the Rams were laying 12 and a half against the Jaguars. And then last week, the Chargers laid 10 and a half versus the Giants. And you're going to lay nine versus the Falcons. OK. All right. Maybe your lemon pepper parlay will sound a little bit better than your pick of the 49ers does to me right now. So my, my lemon pepper parlay of the week, my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week, it's going to be a little different. It's a game we didn't pick, but I, I always try at least to go with games that are intriguing. And, and so I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. I, that's an intriguing game. The Ravens need to win this. The Packers look to be the best team in the league. They're playing at Baltimore. I believe Lamar will play. I just don't believe it's going to be enough. With the way Green Bay's playing on offense, they can run it, they can throw it. It was like Aaron Rodgers. It's like, okay, this game is a little too close against the Bears. Let me let me turn it on. He, he just hit that switch. And so I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers, giving up four and a half, going to, to Baltimore. And I'm torn between either going with the Bengals or the Chiefs, but I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I just believe the Chiefs are playing really good complimentary football. So that's my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week, the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. All right, TJ. I like that nice, uh, nice former Super Bowl matchup, Chiefs-Packers, right? So for me... My lemon pepper parlay. DJ, close your eyes, hold your nose, because this one is a stinker. All right. I'm taking the New York Jets plus eight and a half versus the Dolphins. Yuck. Okay. And then to top it off, in the nastiest of lemon pepper parlays you'll ever see, I'm taking the Houston Texans plus three versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, I get it's the Texans and Davis Mills, but the Jaguars, the Jaguars. Hey, you actually think David the game think, is insane? You think Davis Mills is going to beat the Jags? Really? I I think that TJ. I think that a team compiled of me, you, and Dave Damashek could go beat the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I mean, it's a lot of uh, uneasiness <laughs> within that locker room and upstairs. I will say that, but wow, I. The Jaguars do not deserve to be favored against any team in the NFL. And every time I see them be favored, I'm going to bet against them. You know, Jaguar team unders, 
12 and one through 13 weeks of, of them playing so far under Urban Meyer. Wow. Wow. And so just as a bonus, I'll have you know, everybody who listens to this fine podcast, I, Martin Weiss, will also be playing Jaguars team unders for their entirety of the year. Wow. So you can just take that with you and put it in your back pocket. I mean, this is an NFL and over is 39 and a half. That is, that's not very many points. <laughs> I mean, Wow. 39 and a half. Exactly. Wow. So, TJ, I apologize to everyone in advance for that uh, lemon pepper parlay. But the good thing is it's at 10. It's, at, it's, at, it's in the one o'clock window. So you can bet that and then watch all the interesting and fun games. <laughs> hey, I, nobody's watching that game unless you're just a fan of um, each team. You know, skip right by that. If you're a fan of those teams, you know, uh, God bless your soul. But in any event, I know you got to run. You got to go and be a go do radio. It's a big up on game. Fox Sports Radio. Go do radio hit. I know, TJ, man, you're so busy, so famous. man. I'm just, I'm just happy I could share, you know, half an hour with you to pick these games, man. I uh, hear you. Here you go. It's nowhere, nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. I All wish. right, man. Let's make some money this week. Already, player. If you knew better, you'll do better. Let's do it.